You're listening to BU Debugged, brought to you by the BUCS Ambassadors. Three, two, one, let's go. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to our second episode of BU Debugged. This time I'm joined again by Shativa as a co-host and our two guests, Adit Mehta and Jack Junta from the CS Ambassadors. Um, if you guys want to introduce yourselves to start off. Sure thing. Um, so my name is Jack. I am the student director for the CS Ambassadors. I'm a junior in the College of Arts and Sciences in the Kilishan Honors College, pursuing a master's in computer cognitive science, and my pronouns are he, him, his. Hi, my name is Adit Mehta. I'm a CS student, but also a Middle Eastern and South Asian language and literature student. Uh, and I am the engagement officer here at CSA. So yeah, let's kind of go into it for like people who are watching, not necessarily coming from like our program, uh, the CS Ambassadors, just kind of maybe explain like the overall mission statement and goals of the CS Ambassadors. Sure. Um, so our program initially started out as a mentorship program um, for freshmen. Incoming freshmen would have the opportunity to apply to be mentees in our program and the mentors or ambassadors in our program would be matched up in either one-on-one -on -one or one-on like small group uh, pairings. And throughout the fall semester into the spring semester of their freshman year, they would be able to ask questions, offer up advice um, and kind of go through that experience with somebody who's been through it. Now we have a much larger program and we're constantly expanding um, we're looking towards implementing workshops on just generic CS need to knows. Um, we're doing social events. We're trying to grow the CS community as a whole. So it's really branched out into this more community building uh, networking type of program. Uh, just to add to that, I feel like uh, our mission originally was more to bring the freshman experience to be more smooth into the CS community. But now I think we've expanded to be for all students who just need that connection into the CS community, we kind of bridge the gap, especially because all of our members have affiliation with other BUCS clubs. So it makes it a lot smoother and comfortable. It seems like CSA has grown a whole lot within such a short amount of time, just starting off mentorship and now you guys are doing so much more. Um, that makes me kind of wonder what has been your favorite part of all of this? Uh, my favorite part, honestly, was probably the, the, the first summer sessions that we held, uh, during COVID era, uh, we kind of reshook up and restructured the organization, um, over like the start of COVID because our terms are from spring to fall. So COVID hit and that just shook up all our plans for training our new ambassadors. And so we ended up having to go online and so throwing our hack and hangout events over the summer with uh, CS students who just wanted to meet other students and learn more and have fun. It was just so nice to see their excitement and make people feel connected before they actually came. Yeah, I remember um, I first when I first applied last year, it was like right before COVID hit. So it's like when you guys were first having your application. So then like, there was like this period where it was like, I didn't really hear much. And I, was, I asked you like, hey, what's going on? You're like, yeah, we're just trying to figure out what, what we're trying to do with like <laughs> the whole situation right now. Um, I think you guys handled it really well. The summer sessions were great. Um, I had a lot of fun and that's kind of like what I really like about this club is no matter what it throws at us, we're a community at its heart and uh, we'll make something work. We'll work together to figure it out. And then 
have fun no matter what if it's over zoom if it's in person which i hope it will be soon because we have not done that yet <laughs> in I'm my praying. tenure here at least <laughs> you know just to go off of what you were saying i can remember the first year that our program was was a thing we weren't even the cs ambassadors yet we were just a pure mentorship program on campus um so just the tagline and we had a couple like in-person events and they were super fun because you got to meet new people you got to network and i think my favorite part of being in the program so far has been the moments where you get to connect with new people and share your completely different views on on different things because everyone comes from a different background with different levels of sure. experience so like not only in the orientation sessions but also when you first meet your your mentees for the first time like right before move-in starts in the fall i think that that's a super fun time and i think it's really interesting because you get to see people that you probably would not have connected with outside of the program mm. so it's it's a good time yeah, for sure. I remember uh, the first year you guys were doing it when you were just doing the peer mentorship, uh, it came into CS237 just like with this little name tag. I was like, what is that for? It's I actually point. signed up when I was a freshman for the uh, peer mentorship program. I didn't realize that that turned into CSA, but um, I can definitely say from experience as a kind of sort of mentee and then experience as like a mentor in the program, there's like it's been a great experience. And I think the freshmen feel the same way, at least from the mentees that I've had. Um, our conversations were definitely fruitful um, and freshmen come in with so many worries. Um, and I feel like the program definitely helps, you know, ease their stress a little bit. Yeah. Um, and kind of like going off of that, you guys started as just the peer mentorship program. Now you're like this sort of, well, we are sort of this more broad, um, sort of hub for like the CS community here at BU, um, but kind of in the future, what are you, how, how do you plan to expand? Do you have any exciting new plans coming up for the next foreseeable future, like next few years, next semester? Yeah, so every year we, we, we try to restructure, we try to uh, grow the program, seeing how things come up each year, especially with COVID, it's, it's thrown us a couple curveballs, but we've been trying to do something new each each semester. So this semester upcoming for our ambassadors, we are doing more of like a community uh, training where we share our resources, we share our knowledge with each other so that everyone kind of comes into the mentorship aspect on the same footing, which is going to be really exciting um, for those who are interested in being mentors next year. And then throughout the summer, we're partnering with the orientation crew again. So we'll be doing orientation uh, kind of pop-up events and getting to know yous with the freshmen and coming first years and whatnot. So that'll be really fun as well. Long-term, we see ourselves kind of growing as a program and becoming more of an integral part of the CS experience here at BU. So based on our observations with mentorship and all of the questions that freshmen come in with, we found that the students that are in our program as mentees have really benefited from the kind of one-on-one -on -one time they get with upperclassmen. And it's really restructured how they view their college experience as a whole. So moving forward, we really wanna to try to grow our recruitment in terms of mentees so that we can share that opportunity with the entirety of BUCS. Uh, yeah, I was just going to add that we actually this year had a lot of mentees reapply as mentors because they just liked their experience so much and they wanted to continue that that trend. And uh, just just to hint at something which uh, which is 
for the post-COVID world, one of <laughs> one of our goals, uh, we plan on doing a few CS major exclusive events. So we can kind of build this like special experience mm. for those of us in the community. So we can kind of bond a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. I'm really, I'm actually really excited for what we can do once COVID's not a thing. Cause like, even with COVID, I feel like our influence is expanding a lot. Cause like just a year ago, like, I feel like not that many people, even like within the CS major knew what the ambassadors were, but sort of this recruitment season, I've had a lot of just a lot of people, my friends, like CS majors, like talk to me about it and be like, Hey, I've seen this, like, what is it? Should I apply? So yeah, you guys are like, you're, you're doing really good with sort of that whole expansion into the broader CS community, I feel like. You know, I'll take the compliment, but I think that it's, <laughs> I think that it's also, um, especially with COVID, a lot of people are realizing that regardless of major, college can be kind of a lonely experience if you don't right. uh, make friends right away or if, if you don't have classmates that you really vibe with. And now with COVID, not being able to sit next to each other and kind of grow naturally, um, that's put a bit of a wrench in everyone's kind of plans in terms <laughs> of their social life. And this major has always been, especially for CS, has always been something that's better done with friends and with collaborators. I don't think right. there's a single CS position that really is solo. So having this kind of bonding that happens straight from the get-go, I think people are realizing how important it is. Just a side note, I really miss EMA. <laughs> I've never missed a building more. <laughs> you I guys missed that building? There. I missed that building with my whole soul. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think it might just be like a junior thing if like I feel like we had a lot of labs there. I had and no. just like the study lounge. I did all of my homework there. I was there till like wow. 11 every Wednesday just doing work that was due. I thrived in office hours. Yeah. Office hours online doesn't hit right. <laughs> it was so, it really doesn't. I don't, it was so dark to me. Like I don't know, it just felt so like intimidating anytime I would go to labs. Like I would have to look around for where my class was on the table. And then you would see like swarms of students around every single table. So then now you have to sit there and just hope that somebody else from your class comes in and then you guys can work on the work together. I don't know. I have like that place makes this like it makes me so scared. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think if I didn't go in with friends the first couple times that I went, it might have been a little bit more intimidating because I did go like once or twice my freshman fall. And mm. on the topic of, of speaking to upperclassmen, um, when I would sit down, like people would kind of ignore you if you just kind of kept to yourself. But the few times that I went after the fact with some upperclassmen, they would go in and they would like buddy up with their friends. And then it would kind of be this conglomerate of CS students looking for answers. And being a part of that was much better than doing homework alone confused in my room so i it was like a toss-up i guess yeah for sure yeah. going go with people who you know and that who know people there already is a completely different experience see 100%. that was my problem i went in as a freshman and i really mm. only had a semester as a freshman when i really think about it i've only ever been on campus for a semester before my Oof. sophomore year yeah rona ruined my spring semester of freshman year but that's that was my problem i didn't have enough time to you know get in the groove okay maybe next year we'll go in with you yeah we'll go as a group <laughs> thank you <laughs> i actually took my all every monday i've had pre pre-rona pre we went because i feel like it's such like a community building spot you need to know what it is but some students won't even go there. Like they'll just ditch their labs and 
not get yeah. to see the building, but like that's where social bonding was for the CS department. Yeah, for sure. Especially after the renovation. I was about to say these <laughs> yeah. new these new students aren't gonna know nothing because they're gonna go into EMA, but it's gonna be EMA in the fancy Jenga building. So they're not even yeah. gonna know the history. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, all of the CS department is moving to that building. Wow. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. relatively. I mean, you have like the the mixtures between engineering and and the other majors that have pop-ups here and there. Um, but the psychology building will now just be the psychology building. <laughs> and Dang, it's not going to be rid of CS, CS classes there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be, um, the second floor is going to be like the whole spark area. It's going to be Hariri. Uh, Hariri. Um, and I think all of the offices are going to be on that floor. So classes will be above and below. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't actually looked that closely at sort of like the plans for the Jenga building other than it's going to be like CS and very like, like sort of tech centered. Um, but kind of going off of that, uh, what do you think of sort of like the the direction that BU is taking with CS and like with this new Jenga building? It seems to be there's a big focus on data science and sort of that like a lot of the new buzzwords, I feel like data science, ML, like that type of stuff. Um, what are you guys thoughts on sort of the direction they're taking with that? More on just like the physical aspect of it. I, I, I just love that we all call it the Jenga building. <laughs> but the data science building being built across from Warren is also like our like imprint on Comav. Like it kind of legitimizes and like brings together a community better than anything else. Because when I used to show people like where BUCS was located, I'd have to go down into this basement <laughs> where it was just like, there was like, it was just a mess. I, I like they were scared to go there alone. And now we have this physical marker of the CS community for everyone to see when they come. And I'm just so excited for how we interact with it. Yeah, it's a far cry from last year, one one eleven Covington, where they were doing construction on it. You had to go to the basement and like every door was locked. It's like I I could not figure out how to get, get down there for weeks. <laughs> terrifying. I'm telling you, a terrifying experience. Although, have you guys seen it now? They're done with the construction. It's okay. Totally worth it. To getting lost <laughs> in that building, totally worth it now. Yeah, I want to kind of go off of that. Every junior, at least every junior I've met, also knows the, the long and terrible, uh, yet somehow quick walk to Fenway for lab because that was the only <laughs> other building that they could find a room for us for 50 minutes. Um, so it, it's really great that we're gonna have an area that is not shared. Cause I feel like the CS department for the past like two decades has always been shared. It's either been with engineering or it's been with math mm -hmm. or it's been with psychology for some reason. Um, so now it'll have its own area. I do have a little bit of, of concern in terms of, I guess, in, outside of the physical direction that VU CS is going the, um, I, I guess the direction that they're taking it. Cause I know that BU being a research institution and with artificial intelligence and data science being like the frontier for research, it makes sense. And I think that right. because it's going to be so big, I, I, I know a lot of people who see machine learning in like movies and they see it in the government and they're like, wow, that's something I wanna do. And that's why they get into CS. So it's great that they're actually making strides and they're gonna be really, really big front runners on such a big, frontier, I guess. Um, but I do think that everywhere is going to be looking at data science as like 
the big CS thing. And it's going to overshadow the already really small other facets of CS that a lot of people do go into the major right. for. Um, like not to knock on the CS department because they have been trying, like they just recently added the linguistics dual major. And I think that's a really big step. Um, I think they're thinking about neuroscience if it's not already a thing. And that's also super cool because there's a lot of CS and blank that I think should be involved mm. in the major because that's really what gives it that kind of flavor. Um, yeah. But the focus on data science, if that's going to be the big thing for like projects and internships and job recruitment and stuff like that, then you're going to lose out on students who are interested in design or development or even like software engineering is kind of falling lower as, as data science is growing or gaming or right. things like that. You're really going to lose all of those key components of the major that I think, especially given all of our clubs focusing on those, um, it's going to grow the divide between the community, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, honestly, I feel like people kind of sleep on like different like parts of B's like computer science department, like their staff. Cause like, I know our like our networks and like security uh, departments within within CS, like they're pretty stacked. Um, I forget which professor it was, but he made like, he's basically the inventor of HMAC for crypto. Um, and then we also have like, we have we have a uh, professor Levin who, made the p versus np problem so like we have a lot like going for us other than the data science too which i feel like a lot of people forget sometimes um but they don't advertise it that much <laughs> so yeah i definitely agree with that aspect um but i also do like how bu showing that they're they're on top of sort of what what is what is the trends now and sort of what's going to be the future or at least it seems like it's going to be the future um at this point with data science and and all that um yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that's actually part of the problem you mentioning like the advertisement, because when I came into BU, I had no idea the other fields that I could possibly go into. Like I, we just get thrown like into these algorithm classes and like we get a hint of, I guess, what software engineering could be with CS112, but then you have to wait until you can maybe get a spot in CS411 to really even know what you would be asked to do. It seems like there's just not enough emphasis, um, but that makes me ask you guys, CSA, are you guys planning on doing anything to try to fill that gap or to try to introduce you know, students to more fields in computer science? That's a really good question. And I think that um, our basic answer is yes. Um, something that kind of pushed for mentorship in the first uh, aspect when we were first launching the program again, was that there are a lot of gaps in the community and that almost everyone recognizes them, but not a lot of people are doing anything about it. And that's why we also work so closely with advising because we wanna make sure that we're actually helping the population of students that are at our disposal. Um, we recently got a new CS advisor on board and I spoke with her recently about things that they might be doing to shape up the program and how we could kind of as CSA kind of give them a, a foundation for that. So um, we are working in the background trying to get as, as much support and advocating for the student body as much as possible in that regard. But in terms of things that we're actually doing programmatically um, in terms of events, we do have a workshop series. Uh, we're kind of workshopping the workshop series for this fall, but as it currently stands, we wanna really focus on the preliminary CS knowledge that BU kind of assumes you'll figure out as you go. And we've realized that 
I, I'm, I'm sure every upperclassman at least has realized that that's very difficult to do and also learn the topics that you're learning. Like you mentioned right. how they're trying to put a software engineering spin on 112 when that really should be like the introduction to just basic data structures, just basic Java. Like it shouldn't be this bigger kind of thing, I guess, um, for lack of better phrasing. So what are we missing in those things and how can we, how can we provide that for students who are struggling? Things like the command line, things like GitHub. I still don't know how to use GitHub and I'm a junior. I feel like that's a problem. Um, <laughs> things like LaTeX, which is used in almost every upper level class that I've been in at least, especially the data science classes. So we're trying to offer workshops that will kind of mitigate that aspect of CS. And hopefully along the way, more questions will come up. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about like career development and stuff like that. Yeah, well, one of the things we are doing for our mentors this semester is kind of training everyone on a, a how to join research and and projects. Projects are something that everyone says you need to do, like go do projects, get some experience. But how you actually go about that is really difficult. And um, recently we have started an initiative in BU, um, BOSSI, for open source projects. But just in our program ourselves, uh, we plan on making it so mentors can help out mentees in navigating the path to starting their first projects. Because without those, you're not going to be able to join teams because you know some people are going to feel like they don't have the adequate skills. And you should have the preliminary skills to be able to use what you've learned in your classes. Yeah, definitely uh, second that. Um, I, I know personally and a lot of other people I've talked to have felt like they have a lot of just like programming knowledge, but not necessarily how to build something. And um, for me, my first experience with like any of that was a first hackathon. I went to Hack at Brown freshman year. Um, and I went in with a couple of my friends and we lucked into like this uh, MIT grad student who wanted to join our team for whatever reason he wanted to join a bunch of freshmen from BU but he carried us so hard I was just like <laughs> I was just sitting there watching him just like bust out code like it was nothing and um, yeah afterwards I was like so how did you do that and then so he was actually the one who gave me like a lot of the resources to like get started and all that but I feel like you really shouldn't have to luck into it like that to <laughs> to be able to, to get off your feet and really get going. Yeah, I think that BU's almost there with almost everything that they've tried. They're like, they pushed hackathons. We have Boston Hacks, which is huge. We have um, we have the freshman hack for, for freshman students who are looking to start and might be a little nervous. We have Spark gives out project initiatives, fellowships, internships, like it's nobody's business. Right. And we partnered with like pretty much every aspect of, of, of those programs. Uh, to try to fill the gap, which is how do they get started? Because it's very overwhelming. I've never personally done a hackathon um, because I don't have very many project ideas. And I feel like I wouldn't be a valuable member in those teams because of that reason. Now that I'm a little bit older and I've done more classes, I feel like maybe I could offer more. But as a freshman, there's no way in hell I would have been able to do so. So I feel like an aspect of it is a learning curve and that's going to come with any education that you'll ever get mm -hmm. anywhere. But another aspect of it is the confidence. And I feel like coming into BU as such a big school, especially now with, with the virus and everything, the overwhelming feeling is enough to, 
kind of knock you out of that. And if you're already in a mentorship program where you have that kind of community already supporting you, like CSA, joining a project and, and getting started that way might be kind of the stepping block to starting you off doing your own stuff moving forward. Yeah, definitely having like a, a much safer feeling environment <laughs> than just like being thrown into the woods. I don't know if you guys also share the same sentiment, but like sort of the way that the CS curriculum is structured here, they kind of just like are like, here are the requirements, take these classes <laughs> and then you're off. <laughs> they send um, you on your way and hope for the best. Yeah, it can be really tough. Uh, like I said earlier, I was speaking with the new advisor and um, trying to figure out like the order in which we take classes, even that could be up for discussion because while BU obviously is going to push an academic agenda because it's an institution, we pay for it, it's a business. Right. Um, whether or not we need to take three theory courses if you're not interested in, in the mathematics behind computer science, that's really up for debate. Um, some would probably say no. Uh, as we as we have the system currently, um, you don't really have much of a choice. So, I, I know the circumstances like they're short of staff um, a lot now, but just like especially this semester with like it was really hectic with like classes switching what they're doing. Like um, for example, we were talking earlier uh, before this about how three fifty is now not its normal course. Now it's intro to operating systems. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment where um, it, it seems hard to, to really structure your, your path because it's so unpredictable too, a lot of the times. <laughs> you know, I came into college wanting to go into the government and now I, I, that idea makes me sick. So <laughs> uh, it's very easy to shift things up. And it's a very fine line between interdisciplinary learning, where you can have professors in different disciplines teaching different subjects and getting a new perspective, which is super helpful, and kind of uprooting the subject as a whole. Because like if 350, if that can be just easily switched out for introduction to operating systems and you're still getting that requirement in there, what is the what is required? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know we spent like the last few bit kind of kind of knocking on BU a little bit. Um, but uh, what, what, what is still something you think that they really do have been doing well, especially with, with CS? Um, I feel like with CS, they've kind of, I do feel like the coursework is pretty manageable and the teachers actually want to see you improve. And I think that's the bottom line. Like they can change up internet operating systems. They can change up uh, CS210, but these professors just really want you to pass and learn the material. And I think that's the main thing that gets us through CS. I think as, as a major, we have like a decent amount of class requirements, but we also have freedom to explore other topics, mm -hmm. which allows like someone like me to study literature and business alongside CS and explore areas which we wouldn't normally learn if we just studied pure CS. Yeah, I feel like it's very easy to be critical of BU and you should be critical of BU because you're paying BU to do things for you. So you should be um, very judgmental of the way that they do things. It's only fair. Um, but I, I wouldn't trade it for any other education. Um, I think that just to echo what Audit said, the, the teachers really do not want you to fail. They want to see you do the best work that you can do and you'll get a good education out of, out of that based on what you put into it. So 
I, I've learned a lot from all of the classes I've taken here and I've made a lot of good friends, a lot of good resources, uh, especially from the outstanding programs that they have. Like I cannot uplift Spark enough for, for the work that they're doing behind the scenes uh, for the CS department in terms of connecting students with, with alumni and with networks outside of BU to really get them off the ground. Um, I would like to see obviously a little bit more diversity in terms of the content and, and the teachers who, who teach the content here. But I think that for the time being and for my experience at least so far, um, it's, it's been a very pleasant one and, and I, I very much enjoyed it. So there's that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with the professor. Like after listening to you guys, I'm like, huh, all of my professors have been pretty darn great. And I know for a fact, not all people can say that about their schools outside of BU. So that's definitely something to be grateful for. And also I have to plug Spark since Jack brought it up. Spark is the only reason why I've done anything in CS so early on. <laughs> so like definitely take advantage of programs like Spark. Like if you feel like you're missing something in the CS curriculum itself, just don't be afraid to verge out of that yeah. and look at Spark and CSA also a plug because you know, have to do that as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, also that actually brings me to this question. Um, for students who are looking to get involved with CSA in particular, how can they do that? What are some things available to them? And like, how do they go about that process? I think the main thing at this point is just word of mouth, just spreading the word about CSA. We, we throw a lot of events for the general CS community, but the discussion isn't really there sometimes. And we tend to just get more of our own community, which we love. We love strengthening our own community, but it is for the general CS world and we don't want to close that off. Our mentor requirement, our mentor applications did end for the semester and for the term really for spring and fall. So it's not like anyone can join as a mentor now, but they can still come to our events like CS Splash that we have every fall and the CS Splash 2.0 we just had this spring. Um, but they can also come to the workshop events that we have. They are generally more basic skills, but at this point, a lot of people need those basic skills, so they should definitely come by. Um, Just to have a good yeah, time, too. That, I think that's the main way. And then exactly having a good time. And if we can get more freshmen to know about the program before they enter, that'll just help everyone out. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off of that, I think that um, it can be a little discouraging because we have a very weird um, kind of application period. It happens at the very end of the fall because we, we have our term from the entirety of a year, not the academic year. Um, but with that being said, even if you're not a designated ambassador as a mentor, um, that doesn't bar you from mentoring. I think that our main goal being community building and networking should be um, inclusive of everybody outside of the ambassador space itself. The workshops we put on and, and the events we throw are not only freshman specific um, for the most part. Uh, we do have some freshman specific things that are relevant to their experience, but for the most part, we wanna kind of 
bridge the gap between all of CS in, in, in the BUCS community. So whether you're a part of our program officially or not, just showing up to those events and helping each other out, giving your sharing your experience and, and, and giving resources that you may have, that's just as much a, a part of building up this community as what we're doing behind the scenes. So getting out and getting involved, I think is, is probably the most integral way to stay apart. And then who knows, as leadership positions open up and opportunities arise through events, um, if you're a member of the community that that's active and we we recognize that, then that's an easy way to uh, to get picked up. So, yeah, definitely. Like at these events and like workshops and stuff, your your role isn't really even if you're not like an official CS ambassador, you could still have a role in mentoring. If like people have questions or need help with something that you know about, like you, we're not restricting you from um, from going out and helping them too. Um, so yeah, definitely you can always get involved. We are running low on time. So I'm just going to have one more question for you guys is what has been your favorite moment throughout your journey in BUCS? Okay. Uh, this is, you know, there's, there's, it's hard to reflect, especially since it's ongoing. Like right. I'm that I'll have better moments ahead, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think something that was integral to my CS experience that. I, I would wish for anybody else. Um, I remember sitting as a freshman spring semester in like 210, mm -hmm. um, super like out of my mind uh, with the work because I had just gotten done with my first semester as a, as, as a college student. And I was feeling really overwhelmed with that because I just got out of 131 and anyone who's taken 131 will know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really lost and I was really struggling. And I had one upperclassman recognize me from when we were in 131 together, um, just the year above. But she sat next to me after one of the classes and was like, hey, like, I remember you from, from lab we, we had for, for 131. And I, I, I think you're, you're pretty cool. Would you like to hang out? Like, would you like to maybe go study at EMA afterwards? And I, I was just so stoked that someone spoke to me. <laughs> I was so like, cute. cool, like, let's go hang out. Like, sure, a, a sophomore, cool. And that grew to be a small friend group. And, and then that grew to be an even larger study group to the point where I was taking classes with friends intentionally. Like I was choosing classes based on where we could grow like together. And that dynamic really shaped how I was able to succeed in those courses, because not only did I have a support system behind my back, but I was also able to learn as I was teaching others, like that kind of collaborative learning you get with students. And that that was the most important part of my college experience to date, because if I didn't have that and I, I wrote it out solo, I don't even know if I would still be here because it's very tough to do that. And I, I commend anybody that can do this major solo. Um, but that's another reason why like CSA has been kind of like the, the cherry on top for something like that. Because if I didn't have that experience, obviously I mentioned, um, what would have happened. I don't want that for any freshman coming in either, you know? Uh, for me, an experience that people haven't had in the corona period, but I luckily had the opportunity as a junior, um, was awesome. orientation groups. Orientation groups. Like Eric on this podcast was in my orientation group and we've been friends since. Like yes, sir. we took one one twelve together and a bunch of other classes and it just like it just strengthens the bond so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we at CSA are trying to reproduce online right now. 
Um, I think for me personally, kind of, kind of in the same vein as all that. Um, my freshman year, I honestly did not have a lot of friends in CS. Um, so I was kind of going through the major solo for my first year, which was rough. I was not really happy with it. Um, but then sophomore year, one of my friends was like, they basically had to like drag me out to EMA because like, like Shati was describing earlier, I was like very intimidated by it. <laughs> but um, my first time going there, it was like just really eye-opening to me just because like we sat down at a table with a bunch of their friends and then it's just like seeing how quickly you can just like grow connections with people and grow your circle just from even just like that like couple hours I spent there. Um, just like being able to like get up, talk to other people at other tables who you recognize from classes and stuff. Uh, I think that was really pivotal for me in sort of seeing sort of the CS experience in a whole new light of a much more collaborative and, and sort of inviting space. For me, a lot of my friends are outside of the computer science department and it just worked out like that. And since I met all of the friends that I have now are the same friends I had within like the first week or two of freshman year we're still together and it just so happens that one of them is in CS so it worked out but I can say that kind of prevented me from making friends in CS since I made friends so quickly um freshman year and I was like I don't need anybody else like they're they're that's all I need like I'm good and honestly like I am good um but now I'm realizing that like I should you know open my horizons and I've been trying to be nicer to people in CS. I like, it's just when I go to office hours and stuff, I don't talk to other students. I just like go in to get my work done and then I leave. But now I'm just trying to be more friendly in um, CS spaces and I'm making more CS friends. And it's really nice to have people to work on problem sets with because I've only ever worked on problem sets with one person. I, we barely ever did homework because we would only kiki and laugh with each other. So <laughs> it's nice actually having people to do CS work with. Um, I can definitely say that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, thank you guys for sharing your experiences about this. But any final words, any blast plugs you want to do? Socials, maybe, if you want to. <laughs> well, obviously, um, you should join CSA in any way, shape, or form. We have a lot, like like we mentioned earlier, we have a lot of things coming up, a lot of plans in the works. Um, Currently, uh, like Audit said earlier, Bossy is running through Spark and we're, we're a big supporter of that. So if you're interested in open source or know nothing about it, you should definitely go to those. Those are every second Wednesday um, throughout the spring. We'll also be having orientation events starting up in May. So look out for those and some social events and stuff down the way. So if you are interested in anything CSA um, or anything CSA supports, you can definitely join um, our Instagram. We also have a website and we're on Facebook, so. Um, and just for any freshman listening, uh, if you feel that you need any advice or support, just feel free to reach out to the BU CSA Instagram or any of us individually, mm -hmm. and we'll be sure to connect you and help you out. A lot of people like feel bad that they couldn't be in our mentorship season, but we're here to help at all times. Yeah, we're here for you guys. Um, our Instagram is at CBUCS Ambassadors. I don't know if one of you guys already said that before. But um, yeah, reach out to any of us if you're at all interested in the club or just want to talk about something. And yeah, it was great talking to all of you. Um, 
This is a great discussion that we had. I think we aired a lot of things out about the UCS. <laughs> um, and yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of BU Debugged. Follow UCS Ambassadors at BUCS Ambassadors on Instagram and reach out if you have any questions about our club and how to get involved.